With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. Happy Sunday morning. We are fired up this morning as usual, but there is a buzz in the Motor City today like there hasn't been in um, how many years? Uh, God, it's got to be since 91. Wow. It's got to be. Well, my name is Candy and I'm here on the South Florida Tribune YouTube channel and I am welcoming my other co-host, Mr. Jeremy B, how are you today, Jeremy? Fan freaking tastic. I bet you were in the Buzz City or around the Buzz City. And mm-hmm. everything is I, I'll be honest. So last night we were watching the Red Wing game, and there were so many chants for Jared Goff during that game. I mean, the Red Wings won. It was a great game. They were playing the Vegas Vegas Golden Knights. But the, and the announcers were saying that this is happening at a lot of the sporting events. In fact, they actually showed one of the Pistons games, and you could hear the audio where the crowd was chanting Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard. So my question to you is, is since you live there, is everybody talking about it? Like, if you're going to the stores, do you hear people buzzing and talking? And I'm getting stopped when I'm walking out my front door when I'm wearing my Lions hat to go to work. That's how crazy it's been lately. That's just awesome. That's exciting for a whole city, like, you know, to embrace a team that way. Because um, I'm guessing... You know, San Fran or San Francisco. I'm guessing even Kansas City that they're not as into it as Detroit is right now. And granted, they've been there a couple of times in the past here. But you know, I just shared a screen with us, and this is what they're saying: fans across the country are rooting for. Look at that; it's mostly Lions. You got the West Coast, which would be San Francisco. That's to be expected. You got Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. rooting for Baltimore. That's no surprise. The middle of the country, Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, and Nebraska, all rooting for Kansas City. Everybody else is rooting Lions, including our rival states. 
this is nuts. And it is. I really doubt that that section right underneath the UP, actually halfway across the UP and right around Green Bay, Wisconsin, is actually rooting for Detroit. It's unheard of. I really do. I really doubt they are. It's just the majority of the state, so that's what they're marking it as. You know what I'm saying? But I would say that a lot of Midwest people, maybe not, but I'm originally from the Midwest, that we root for the teams within our conference when they're in and we're not. Let's face it. When we're going against each other, we're going to, you know, die hard. We're yeah, fans of our teams. I hate you, you hate me, and then it's over, and then we're back to friends. Exactly. And I think, and then we root for you guys over these other divisions over the other you know and the same i think would be for college as well as pro because we were i mean there was how many people rooting for you for michigan college college it's way different ralph it might be. look at that hello andy and jeremy hi ralph all right hi ralph um, i'm just excited i'm ready for 6 30 tonight i can't wait for kickoff um do i expect to win I expect a good game. That's what I expect. I think it's going to come down to who has the ball last. And I pray to God that Brock Purdy and the 49ers can get it closer than a 50-yard field goal because Jake Moody grew up a Lions fan. Well, let's hope you don't have the same fate that the Packers have had against because they had the ball last. Wow. Yeah, but Jared Goff doesn't usually make that bonehead of a mistake. He does not throw... 30 yards downfield across this body. And it is going to be a dog fight. And my suggestion is take the Lions and the points. Regardless if they win or not, I think it's a close game. Right. And they're uh, what? Seven point underdog? Seven and a half point underdogs. Seven and a half. Going into and San that, Francisco. That line moved because the money's going more on Detroit. They're trying to make it harder for the Detroit fans to get their <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think it really comes down to, and I said this on a previous broadcast, that when you're in the playoffs like this, it's doing every little thing right. Because if you start making little mistakes, they get magnified. Because you're playing up against teams that are, you know, really good too. They beat how many other teams to get to this point. You have to do the small things right to win. And the weather is going to be 62 degrees at kickoff, which is 3.30 this afternoon. It'll barely be dark when the game finishes. So it's not going to be below 40 degrees. The wind is mild at a 5 to 8 mile an hour wind, which is nothing. And so when everybody says, oh, but it's outdoors and Jared Goff sucks outdoors. He sucks outdoors in cold weather. If you forget, don't forget, there was a storm that blew through Tampa the day before the game. That field was wet conditions. It was not a hot day in Tampa that day. And Jared Goff lit up that Tampa Bay vaunted defense that everybody talked about. The only people they were missing were on offense. So I don't want to hear that the, the Lions can't do this. Goff can't do that. That's not the case this time. It's mild temperatures, mild wind, which means that's not a factor. Seven to eight miles an hour, you know, five to eight miles an hour, what that's going to affect, 50-yard field goals. Mm -hmm. that's why i said i hope whoever it is that has the ball last doesn't have to count on a 50-yard field goal because it's harder to kick them with any win whatsoever 
Well, and 62 degrees isn't that much difference than what Ford Field is. Right. They set the heat at 65 because you can't have it set at 70 and 80 degrees when you got that many people in there creating humidity. I mean, and if you can, if you don't think it's hot down on that field when it's only set at 65 degrees in Ford Field, then those guys wouldn't be sweating like uh, call girls next to a Navy base after payday. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. I mean, so I don't think weather is really going to be a factor. Yeah. Right. The weather is not a factor. It's partly cloudy and there's no storm tracking in. So. I think it's going to be, it's going to come down to the trenches. Our offensive line is better than their offensive line. Their defensive line is better than our defensive line. One of them's going to break. And with the James Problems Act, uh, James, the problem Houston is back playing after having to sit for 18 straight weeks. I think he's hungry. Probably, probably. And that's no. not including bye weeks. You know what I mean? I'm not including when we sat at home. So it was actually closer to 19, 20 weeks he's been sitting, waiting. And he's been active the last two and a half weeks, waiting to get a chance to get back on the field. Mm-hmm. So what kind of game do you think Christian McCaffrey's going to have? Well, you know, everybody has said every time we go up against a great running back, oh, you got to watch out for this. What did Kyron Williams do who's averaging 50 yards more a game than Christian McCaffrey? Mm -hmm. He ran for under 75 yards. Okay. So I don't expect as much. This Lions defense does well against the run. I'm not expecting a big day out of McCaffrey. I expect him to score a touchdown because that's what he does almost every game. And he's a good running back. It's going to happen. Right. Then don't break defense is working ever since they got more aggressive. When they were doing what they were doing from the Chicago away game and before was not working. We were giving up points at 30 a game in some of them. And now we haven't given up 30 points this entire time. Ever since Dan Campbell said, I'm going to put my hands on this defense. Your defense has definitely stepped it up and come they come to play. I I think as long as you rush Brock Purdy and he gets how should I say not scared, but like he's hurried and he's rushed. Um just like you did Jordan. I mean, I think Jordan Love, that was one of his downfalls, is they were pressuring him. The first game we hit Jordan Love, I think it was eight times. We sacked him twice. Uh, pressured them even more than that. And the Lions have been one of the top teams at creating pressure. And everybody's like, oh, but pressure isn't sacks. I said, pressure gets to young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, experience-wise, is Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love sat for three years and played in a handful of games and now played a full season. Right. That's equivalent. And the difference is, the Packers quit pressuring about a third of the way through into the fourth quarter. <coughs> they went into that soft shell base defense that Joe Barry does and lost because of it. You can say it was all the offensive woes. They had the lead at that point. It was the way the defense quit playing that lost that game. It was a yeah. combination of both. 
You can't right. have turnovers. You can't be punting the ball with only seven minutes left, left and less than a 20-point lead. I call it prevent yourself from winning defense when you play it that much. If it's the last drive of the game, I get it. Because then you've got a two-score lead, and all you're trying to do is stop them from scoring, period. Right. Right. And I, it would depend on how big of a lead you have at that point, whether you could really let go of the pressure or not. Because I said the two-score <laughs> lead for a reason, and that two-score that I like is 12 points. Mm-hmm. Because at 11, that's technically a one-and-a-half score lead, a touchdown and a field goal with a two-point conversion. Correct. Correct. I I think you guys are in for a dogfight, but I think it's going to be a good game, which is what we all hope for when we get to this time and, of year. And it's been confirmed since Wednesday. We're wearing the all whites. Okay. All That's for every primetime game, and the only one we lost, did we really lose? The Dallas game. Mm-hmm. Every primetime game we played, we wore the all whites. Uh, yeah, so and, and this team plays different with those all whites on. You, That's you've funny. Seen it. When they're on the road and they're wearing those all whites, they play differently. And that's going back to last year. Because you remember during the bad stretch, we didn't wear the all whites. Mm-hmm. We got going good and we started wearing the all whites on the road. And next thing you know, hey, man, we've got a winning streak. Where's this coming from? So who do you think is going to? have a really good game on the Lions' side. On, uh, Russ, let's start with offense first. Let's start with offense first. I think Amon Ra's going to get his. Does he get a touchdown? I'm not sure, but I, I think he's going to be getting his first downs. Uh, the Chiefs are better at covering over the middle, but we have enough speed with Donovan Peoples-Jones, Josh Reynolds, and Jamison Williams to free up the middle where they can't do that zone as much in the middle that they like to do. They like to run man on the outside and zone through the middle. It's a modified Tampa two. So I don't think they're going to be able to do that as much because we also have a very efficient run game behind this O-line. And they're very good at stopping the run in the middle and they're suspect to the outside. So in the run game, I think it's going to be Jameer Gibbs because once he turns a corner, I don't think there's a guy on that defense fast enough to catch him. I mean, and as far as passing the ball, Mm-hmm. Every game, golf should just survey the field before he hikes it, find out where Ambry Thomas is, and throw the ball that way. He has looked like absolute dog crap. He has, uh, in the last two games he's played, he has been targeted 22 times, and he's allowed 18 receptions. Wow. Then I guess, yeah, throw throw his way all day long. And, and that's week 18 because he's he technically wasn't a starter. He was starting due to injury. So they wanted him to get more playing time. His regular season grade as a corner was a great grade. It's above average. Average is a 65 through PFF. He had a 72.2, which means he had a great season. But that was also while he was playing mostly slot corner. And then he had to switch to be the CB2 due to injury. Wow. Okay. So who on your defense is going to have? I think it comes down to that D-line. I I think the guy that's going to have the field day, he plays at right end. He's facing that right tackle that has been a revolving door for San Francisco. Because if you watch, 
Purdy's getting sacked right in his face. It's not his blind side. Because Trent Williams is great at that. But he hasn't faced a guy with the bend like James Houston yet. James Houston is an explosive first half and that elite bend that he has as a DN slash linebacker on the outside is going to be a problem for a guy that's six foot five and three hundred and forty pounds. Because so if he can pass that arm, I think he's got a free run. I agree. I agree. If you pressure Purdy, you'll you'll win, I think, this game. So the Lions signed a tight end this this week. Uh, Zach Ertz, but they're not activating him. They kept him on the practice squad. You're I, think not. I think he's not comfortable with the playbook. So we're going to be rolling a lot of the eligible receiver stuff. And pray to God that these refs get it right. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You watched prior to that play. The only one that was doing this all the way over there and talking to the ref was Taylor Decker. Mm-hmm. Never once did Skipper do this. And I noticed that he does it all flamboyant now. Did you notice that that last game when he was the last two games when Skipper or Decker comes out as eligible? It's. Yeah. <laughs> they don't you even go. You got to do. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like uh, the one guy Eric Fisher used to do when he was tackle eligible for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Hey, ref, I'm eligible. Don't be stupid. <laughs> yikes, yikes. I can't imagine being up in Detroit th- these days. Uh, it's been a buzz. Like I said, the Red Wings game, the chants all around the stadium. You're talking, you're going outside. Do you see more Lions gear? Are people wearing more Lions gear even? Yeah, people do not Talk to me while I'm outside smoking a cigarette on my porch. Just because I got a lion's hat on. And thanks to my buddy, Dallas Doug Kelly. He has bought me two pairs. Not one. Two pairs of personalized Lions Detroit shoes. Oh, that's they cool. Looking Jeremy down the side of them inside and out. One, one has more blue. One has more white. And that is my buddy, Christopher Smith, the photographer. And he actually lives in Cheesehead Country and is a Lions fan. That's okay. He can live in Cheesehead Country and be a Lions fan. It, it's hard on him at times, but he's a truck driver, so he doesn't always have to stay home. I, I mean, let's face it. I'm I'm a Cheesehead true and true, but I do not live in Cheeseland anymore. I'm in South Florida, so. You were born and raised there, and we we forgive you. <laughs> uh, you know, you. I like it's I like a passion you. that we all have for our teams, and that's what I love. That we respect each other because you you root for the Lions, and yes, right now I'm rooting for the Lions, but we respect each other and we have our boundaries. <clears throat> but I mean, let's face it, my house is divided. I married a Lions guy. We got married on the on our wedding day. They played each other. He's moved to Michigan. Congratulations. Welcome home. There you go. But yeah, as as I was saying, on our wedding day, the Packers played the Lions that night as part of our reception. We had it it on. In fact, we put our respective jerseys over like my wedding dress and over his tux. And we took a picture. Yes, exactly. So it's the passion that we have for the game, for our teams. 
Um, but like I said, at least in the NFL, I think most, not all, but most of us will root for a respective team within our division before we maybe, I'm, I don't know about the bears. Some of us don't really like the bears, but I'm just kidding. But no, no. The bears fans are absolute delusional. They've been saying we were going to be one and done the whole time in the playoffs. I was like, you don't know football. Well, you lost to us. I said, on the road. What did we do to you at home? We came back from a 12-point deficit with less than 11 minutes to go because you, your team can't close out a game. Well, and there was a rumor that the Packers, you know, fired Joe Barry, that the Bears are actually interviewing him. So I'm like, well, that he's going to go around the whole NFC? Like, because he was with you guys before, right? And then uh, us? There's a rumor, and it's a scheduled interview with Matt Patricia for the Packers. I'm not joking. I'm not trying to be mean. I, I pray to God you guys don't hire him. If you do, Guten needs to be fired immediately. But he wasn't that bad as a defensive coordinator. It was when they put him on offense that. Did you not see he was defensive coordinating the last seven weeks in Philly? They went one and six after they were ten and one. So he's awful. He's god awful. With the talent on that Eagles roster, that's a travesty to lose six games because your defense couldn't stop a cold. That's true. That's true. Let's and you might think we can beat the 49ers. I think this team, the way it's played, ever since we had that loss at Shane, Chicago, the way the defense has improved the way the offense hasn't turned the ball over in that stretch. That's the key right there. We've had two interceptions that entire time and no fumbles. If you play that type of football, that's winning football. Yeah, I think it could come, definitely come down to turnovers. Uh, whoever has, obviously, I mean, and you can say that about any any time game, but I think especially like when we get to these this level, that the turnovers are key. So that's why it's key that if you bring pressure to Brock Purdy, that sometimes he rushes and every quarterback does that. Yep. And, and sometimes they don't. Ever since Hafanga got hurt, they're susceptible to the deep pass over the middle now because the safeties don't seem to be able to keep up with it. Hafanga, even though he was a later round pick last year, he should have been a defensive rookie of the year the way he play, played last year. That guy came out of nowhere. I love Tua, Tua Hafanga, or whatever his name is. <laughs> There's so mm-hmm. many Samoan names that are longer than most people have syllables. I know, I know. But I would say that there was even some of the Packers receivers that were wide open. That they, I mean, and you saw it way in the D- Dallas game, but you saw it even in the San Francisco game that, that they weren't as close to some of those receivers so if you guys you your speed can do it i mean romeo dobbs is not a burner people neither is Jaden reed they're quick not Mm -hmm. fast so that means that's the equivalent of saint brown and we have three guys on that roster that are playing that is faster than saint brown Mm -hmm. say what you want the deep ball it will be there it's a question of when they want to use it and how they want to use it. Me, I'm busting them with the run so they cheat those safeties up, and then I'm going over the top with play action, which is what has been our bread and butter all season. Well, it, 
you have to kind of do that against their D line because their D line up front, especially is, is good. So you're going to have to establish the running game, establish the quick so that you can take a couple of those long shots down. Cause if you don't, if you, if you're handcuffed and that's all you've got is the long, it'll be a long day. Right. Because then all they got to do is put them in too deep safety coverage, play man on everybody else and zone the yep. middle with the linebackers, which is what they do so well. There's a reason why Fred Warner is one of the leading interception leaders as a linebacker in the middle of that field. I mean, uh, Greenlaw has got a strained Achilles. So he's not going to be covering Sam Laporta. I don't think he'll have that step to cover him. They're going to have to use Fred Werner and the other guy. And the other guy's a rookie who's been good, but he's not great in pass coverage. So that means Laporta is going to be able to eat a little bit more. Uh, uh, who's going to be the other tight end? Peter Lemongello, for all I know. I, <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, you, you make up any name. Yep, a quick first step. And the, of the one thing that the, line, the 49ers defensive line does well is stop the runs up the middle. But that doesn't mean you stop, as we saw. Right. Aaron Jones, he didn't start to be success, successful until he went off tackle and around the edge. A.J. Dillon did not have a game at all. Aaron Jones was your 100%. You know, keeping McCaffrey in check isn't as big to me as everybody thinks because that's what our defense has done all year. We've kept, every time somebody says, oh, you're up against this running back, go look in their stat line. 55 yards, 70 yards, 62 yards, maybe a touchdown. I'll live with it. Right. It's been all year. And here's the other thing. When you go to the advanced metrics, the Lions give up 3.8 yards in the run game. San Francisco 49ers give up 5.2. Big disparity. In the passing game, it's a lot closer. It's the scoring defense that's the difference. But we have a different defense for the last six, seven weeks in a row than we had at the beginning. We haven't given up more than 25. I think, yeah, 25 points. I think the Rams were the highest scoring at 24 since that time. So why has your defense changed in the last? Dan Campbell. I I have 100%. No one can tell me any different because AG didn't get this good overnight. As soon as Dan Campbell said he was putting his hands on the defense after that horrific loss in Chicago, we never should have lost that game. Mm -hmm. So that being said, the 49ers defense gives up 7.2 yards in the passing game. We give up 7.8. So that gives them the slight edge there. But the edge is in the run game. They give up more yards in the run game. They don't have – they have a great overall defense, but their run defense is porous. It can be exposed. And the problem is teams let them get up to a big league and then can't run the ball. Right. Once they, ha- once they have that two-score lead, they don't care if it's 10 points. They're going to shut down your run game. So the key is, and I don't care who wins the toss, you want the Lions to receive the ball, come out and punch them in the mouth, score a touchdown right off the rip so they can't get, get off to that thing. Even if it's just a field goal, take the lead. Hold the lead. Do exa- We have not trailed in any playoff game this year. And that should be exciting for a lot of fans. And if you actually listen to some of those 49ers podcasts, they're puffing their chest. 
but you can hear stuff under their breath. They are, they are slightly afraid of the Lions. They should be. Do you think if yeah. the Lions win the toss, they're going to take the ball? Yes. They've done it every game. They've won the toss since that Chicago game. And and if somebody defers, Dan Campbell's over there looking like he's throwing the craps table. You know, yeah, all right, we got the ball. <laughs> well, let's face it. Dan Campbell has been uh, the gambler, I would say, of the NFL this year. He's gambled on more fourth and however long um, calls and more trick trick calls too than I've seen. Eighteen yard line on the first drive, and we go for it on fourth and eighteen. What coach in their right mind does that? Dan Campbell. That's the reason why he's there, though. And we got it. Was the that's the crazy thing? We got that first down. I was like, oh. Crap, here we go. You know, what the, uh, when he was asked about his aggressive play calling on fourth down, he goes, I tell my friends and family, wear a diaper. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's funny. I, I was like, I love this guy. It's why I, <laughs> I show what I did. You know, yeah. kneecap biting with the Motor City Lions, it's because it represents exactly what our coach has preached since he's been here. And I've heard other uh, analysts, even not in not in football, talk about it. Talk about kneecap biting and how that's become so big, and how Dan Campbell really represents the city as well. You know, and as a former player that he is, and playing on that zero and sixteen team that he absolutely abhorred he was a part of, but was still proud at the same time. He was abhorred of the record. He was proud of the team. Mm -hmm. And when he came back, he goes, I know you guys have been through it, man. I know you're tired of that shit. He came out, he, he poured his heart out in that first interview. And then after he poured his heart out and got it going, when he started talking about the players on the team, I had so many laughs about that. I, I, I know the last before the last game they showed when the beginning of the season, when he brought the players into the room and he said, everybody stand up now, turn around and look at the back. Cause on the back wall was those four, those dates of the champion, like the time you won the last championship, the time you won the last division. And he goes, we're going to change those. And just how moving that was. And that they that they got that on film. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, thank God Frank Ragnow is able to play because that's the only guy on our O line. And everybody can say what they want. If Frank Ragnow doesn't play, Jared Goff is a turnover machine. Go back and look at that three game stretch between the Bears, the Thanksgiving Day game, and the one right after. He was a turnover machine. 
I think it was a total of uh, four fumbles, three loss, and six interceptions over that stretch. Frank Ragnow is the key to this offensive line. It's amazing how what an impact one player can have. Well, you're talking about the center who calls out the protections for the quarterback. You know, the quarterback tells him, he calls it out. He knows the verbiage. He knows how to signal it and everything else. He also is very good at drawing people offside. Because the center is allowed one little twitch just before they hike the ball. And it's mm-hmm. just a helmet twitch. It's not a shoulder. It's not a leg. It's not. It's a little helmet twitch. And he'll do this like two or three times. As long as he doesn't move his shoulders, he's fine. He has gotten bit a couple times and got the false start because he moved his shoulders, which is something he normally doesn't do. But when you're dealing with a back issue and knee, ankle, knee, ankle, and a toe all at the same time, I'm quite sure you mentally lapse a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, that isn't the only NFL game today, although that might be the one game that really – is important, I know, in our household, and I'm sure yours. But there is another game with, let's see, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes against Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. I call them the chefs. The chefs. That's because that's that commercial. That there's that, that, but there is that commercial on TV where Andy Reid and the guy paints, and he paints the instead of Chiefs on the field, he paints the chefs. I call them the chefs because it's the Chiefs and the refs versus the Ravens. Okay, He's had, so they've, had a lot of, they've had a lot of questionable calls go their way over this stretch that put them to where they won the division. And I'm not saying it's all bad calls or no calls or any of that because that that's a crying mentality. But they have had a little help. I mean, most of their wide receivers couldn't catch a cold in Wuhan, China. Uh, Travis Kelsey's during the regular season. He's had a great postseason. Don't get me wrong. He's doing good. But during the regular season, he was playing flatter than his girlfriend. His numbers were the worst of his entire career. And everybody gives Pat Mahomes all this credit. Where has he made a wide receiver better yet? That's true. At least you could say with Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, they've made some players better. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. You can't say that with Pat Mahomes because ever since Tariq Hill has left, he, his numbers have kept going down, and he's not making people better. I would agree. So this game is played in Baltimore. Who do you give the edge to? Because of the striped zebras might be on the side of the red team. And the colors match up better. And I set it preseason on inside the pigskin with all of you there just before the season. That that week one Thursday night game between the Chiefs and Detroit might be the preview for the Super Bowl. And here we are. Both teams are in the conference championships. I'm going for the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I want the rematch. I want them to let Kelsey play. I want Jack Campbell to light his butt up when he comes across the middle. There, I said it. You'd like a rematch, huh? I want a rematch. I want to prove to people that it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't just because Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones didn't play. I understand. I understand. I don't know that that'll happen, but it might. Like you said, 
that's why they play the game because we all talk about you know what who should win who you know who might win who's expected to win oh who doesn't give them a chance to win but they play the game because any given sunday any team could beat any other team the ravens lamar jackson's playing for his contract he has something to prove i mean he i know he has his contract but wait a minute no he has his contract He's playing to prove he's not a playoff artist. Let's get it right, because that's been the issue. He's he's now won two playoff games. Congratulations. Get to the big game. I agree. And if he doesn't get through the Chiefs this year, then he's going to be another quarterback in the AFC suffering from PMSD, Pat Mahomes stress disorder. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh yes, I agree. I agree. They someone's got to beat Mahomes because they're not. I mean, they're good, but they're not that good. That defense is that good. That's how they got here. That defense is amazing. I don't care what anybody says. They are a top five defense for a reason. It's funny because they were obviously since I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. They were posting on, and I'm friends with, and in a lot of groups with other fans, they were posting pictures of when Holmgren held up the trophy. And you mentioned defense because I'm like, you know, it was really the defense that won that game for us. It was the Reggie White, the minister of defense, um, coming and playing and being on our team. And Rookie Clay Matthews and A.J. Hawk in his second or third year at that time. Plus, uh, Desmond yep. Howard returning kicks. Mm-hmm. I yes. But they that's what they always say is that defense wins the championships. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It is. Because the offense can be as good as they they are, but if if the defense comes and you know takes takes the ball away, which let's face it, that's one of the biggest takeaways. Like I said in the beginning, it's the small things. If you do the small things right. As a defense, if you take the ball away, offense can't score. That could be on both both games here. They're they're both susceptible to that. Uh, but I think we're in some good games. So who? So who, yeah. what do you? What kind of score do you think you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna see in the Baltimore Kansas City game? Is it gonna be high or low scoring? Oh, it's. I think that one's gonna be higher scoring. Because it's going to have to be a shootout. Mahomes is going to have to use Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey and Noah Graymore because Kadarius Tony's out. Nicole Hardman looks like he went to the same school as Kadarius Tony with that stone hands problem he has. I mean, when you can hit a guy in the hands four times and they might catch one, that's an issue. Uh, and Isaiah Pacheco is a little questionable too. If he's out, they're going to struggle. There's my thing. If he's out, the Ravens are winning. Because I just don't think that defense can stop that offense. I get it. I get it. I I still say Lamar wants respect. He got the contract, but I think he needs the wants the respect of the league that he is an elite quarterback. And until he gets more wins and gets to the big dance. He's never going to have quite the respect that I think he wants. 
So I think he's, I think he's more motivated this time. I could be wrong. It'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to actually watching both games and I don't have a horse in the race, so I don't have to be stressed like I was last week. I think it'll be it'll be good Sunday. It showed you. It showed how stressed you were about that game. You said this game worries me more than any other. You said it right here on this show when we did our pregame at one o'clock. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this one is the one that worries me as a Lions fan. Can we beat the 49ers? Absolutely. If we're playing smart football and do what we're supposed to do. If we play bonehead bone ball, bonehead football with a lot of mental errors and a few turnovers, we're not winning this game. The thing you do have for you, though, is Jared Goff has been there before. So he has the experience on his side. There for all of 18 plays. Mm-hmm. What do you want? That UCL, all it's going to take is somebody hitting him from the right side, and he's going to get the yips. And I don't mean the right side of the line. I mean hitting him to where he lands on that elbow. If When it's that game, that exact game a year ago that you had a major injury that sidelined you and kept you out of a game, it's a mental issue. Yes. I agree. I agree. Jeremy, what else is on your mind today? Anything? Let's watch some good football. Let's have a great day. Let's try to be a better person today than we were yesterday. It's the only way to make the world a better place. Uh, You know, it's the greatest time of year for fans that are involved in the playoffs. And it's the worst time of the year for the fans that are not. Um, I understand it's hard to accept Mm -hmm. when a team that's been great for decades starts to fall down. But you guys will be back soon. Yeah, I, 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 and I'm, t- I'm speaking specifically to the Green Bay Packers fans mm-hmm. because Jared Love met or exceeded most expectations this year as a guy who rested for three years and started in year four. He's already under contract next year. You guys don't have to do anything. He's making less than the fifth year option. You guys don't have to do a damn thing. You can say play your contract or ride the pine. See what, and if they if he does that, if he tries to hold out, roll with Sean Clifford because he didn't look bad in the preseason. That's all I got. And what I would say is you said something about this is the worst time of year for fans that aren't in it. And I'm going to say I tend to disagree because the day after the Super Bowl is when I think is the worst time of year because I have a love for football. And so, yes, there is a month off. And then I believe we have, I think it's, is it, are they calling themselves XFL this or, and they start playing in March. UFL, United Football League. UFL, that's what it is. Thank you. XFL and the USFL combined to make it another 32 team league. So that'll be interesting. So that's that window there. That's where I fall off i think somehow because right after the draft that's the only thing they're not competing with because they have their draft draft the next week out of everybody who wasn't drafted to the nfl okay okay so So, where is the draft this year 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Detroit. Another buzz for the city, right? right? Yep. And just think, if the Packers wouldn't have choked out the last seven minutes of that game, we'd be playing another game in Detroit with another 20-plus million in revenue at Ford Field. But that's shared revenue, people. Doesn't matter if it's concessions, tickets, whatever. That is shared revenue. It goes across the league. But what about all the hotel revenue? What about all the everything else that comes with it? It's actually way more than just $20 million in revenue for the city okay. of Detroit. Because those hotel rooms double. I know I was going to get one to go down there to watch the game today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Those $20 seats at Ford Field to watch it on the big screen sold out in less than 12 hours. Wow. That is crazy. But that's so awesome. That's exciting. There's going to be 65, and if they put plate, I don't think they're doing the seats on the field. I think it's just in the stands, and they're going to be having the type stuff down on the ground. So I think there's going to be like 66 to 70,000 fans at Ford Field again watching. And it's all Detroit. It's not going to be a bunch of San Francisco 49ers fans, people. No. And if if Detroit comes out with scores first, the roof might get blowed off of Ford Field. It'll be electric for sure. That's for sure. Anybody who's going, please. Send me photos. I want to see it. Send a video to me personally. If you know me and personally, you've got me on Facebook or Twitter. Send me that video. Send me that stuff. I want to hear it. I want to see it. And and I also want to see it if it goes bad, how quiet it gets. I, I want all that stuff because it's stuff I can use. I'm sure the, the feed, I bet you they're going to be... Not that the TV cameras, but I bet you they'll have somebody down there panning it in Detroit and wa- showing all the crowd in the stands. Right. But I don't want to use the Detroit Lions feed for my personal use for my show. <laughs> for our articles. I understand. Exactly. I understand. Somebody's personal cell phone use, it's perfectly legal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Send it. Send it to Jeremy. Send it to South Florida Tribune, you know. We'll we'll put it on a show on an episode, play it for everybody, especially especially (laughs) if they go forward, right? Oh yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'm putting all those. You know, there's Packer fans, and then there's the ones we call Pack cards. It's the same with the Vikings fans. It's the same with the Bears fans. I'm gonna let you know. We make it to the Super Bowl, the crap talking will not stop till next season. Win or lose. Because mm-hmm. I'm done with hearing it. It's, hear it's the same old Lions. Same old Lions died when we won the first playoff game. And Minnesota hasn't been how long, and neither of the Bears has been a long time. So who can who can talk? 
let's let's think about this. The Lions over the last fifth, or the Vikings over the last fifteen years have two playoff wins. The Lions have two this January. There you go. Well, Jeremy, how long, how long has it been since the Vikings have been to a Super Bowl? The seventies. Something like that. It's been a long time. And the Bears haven't, what it was, Bears were back in the 2006 or 7, I think it was, when they won. Or when they lost. They won it in 85. 85. And that's what they use as, we're better than the Lions. Well, (laughs) it'll be an interesting conference next year. Let's, Let's put it, interesting division next year. An interesting division, and if you add up the win totals and losses, this was the second best division in football this year. It's the AFC North, then the NFC North. Both North divisions were the best in football. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You can't you can't say that about another division in this league because hardly any of them had two teams. AFC East had two teams, but they both proved themselves to be frauds in their first playoff game. Not being mean, I'm being factual. Yep, I get it. I get it. Any last thoughts? Let's have a great day. Let's watch some great football. Go enjoy your game at FAU there, Candy, with Scott. Have fun. Take lots of pictures. Post the articles. Post the pictures. I know. And... It, it, when we win, yeah, I'm not going to be able to write for a half hour. Maybe an hour. <laughs> I'm going to be crying like the prom, the cheerleader that waited till the day before prom to get a date. That's how bad I'm going to be crying. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. Well, let's, let's go over some station identification because I haven't done that yet. So if you like to listen to podcasts, you can hear our podcast on Apple iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Pod- Podcast Addict, like all of those, Geo7, ones that I've never even heard of. But audio version of this show or any of our shows on the South Florida Tribune Network will be available on the pod- any of those podcast places. There's a little red subscribe button. If You'll see it if you haven't subscribed to us yet. So if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe to the South Florida Tribune's YouTube channel. We have so many different shows. We're going to be starting back up our 108 Stitches Baseball Talk since it's almost baseball season. Inside the pigskin, we talk about football, the likes of college, pros, you name it. You know, there's been big changes in Michigan. Uh, U of M changed their head football coach. Yes, we talk about your Lions. If you want to advertise, call Scott, 954-304-4941. We broadcast live on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or X, and YouTube. Scott wrote a book, which he's my husband, and he is the Lions fan in the family. He wrote a book, Lessons from the Microphone. It is available on Amazon and Kindle. It talks about his over 44 years in the media business and how media has changed. It has talks about his how he's interviewed numerous people from the likes of Muhammad Ali to all the way to, in, I'm trying to think now, all kinds of people. 
He's talked to sports broadcasters. He's talked to sports person personnel. Um, but I would say one of his, I mean, he's talked, he interviewed, his first interview was Tommy Lasorda. Can you imagine that? Anyways, go out and buy his book. Again, it's available on Amazon or Kindle. We have a website, www.southfloridatribune.com. It's where you can find articles from Smoking Jeremy B., my husband, Scott, George Icorn. You can see my pictures, uh, my photography on there. And you can see our, our shows. We put all of them on there as well. Jeremy, where can people find you? Everywhere. <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Smoking Jeremy B1. I'm on Facebook at Jeremy Balrick, the Motor City Kneecap Biters, the Lions Villain Squad, and Detroit Lions on the Prowl fan pages. You can also find me on this YouTube channel anytime you want. You can see my ugly face with the voice for radio. And we talk football all the time, but we talk a lot of sports at the same time. I mean, we've even talked MLS. We've talked about NWA, NBA, hockey. Um, the only thing we haven't covered is water polo or polo that I know of. We've talked about race car driving, whether it's the Rolex series or whether it was NASCAR or even, I think we even covered a little NHRA back when uh, John Force and his daughter had the argument, if I remember right. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we talked a lot of sports. And it's so much fun. Um, it is. Then you can find me on my channel, which is the Motor City knee, uh, Kneecap Biting with the Motor City Lions, or on the main event, 365. And my writings, of course, are on the SouthFloridaTribune.com and on X at Smoking Jeremy. I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. It sounds like it. Between you and us, they were, I think we've got it all covered, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I've actually have improved my demographic even. I'm getting comments from the female sports fans. And I'm not just talking about you and Jen when you pop in and say hi. <laughs> it's amazing. I've actually seen some intelligent, you know, other than the podcasters that I know that are very intelligent and very knowledgeable about sports. I'm talking about average sports fans that are females that know sports. And it's amazing. You have a big event happening on Monday. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that? It is my 1,000th episode and the second anniversary of starting my show. I am inviting Scott, Candy, uh, the, the podcast group that got me into podcasting, Detroit Lions on the Prowl, you know, Kurt Steele, Valerie Bordeaux, the Queen of the Prowl, uh, Mike Kimber, I met. He was then known as Micro Mike. He's now going by his real name. I just think he's tired of being called a midget. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lorenzo Allen, Neil, the bandit, and the bandit villain squad. And of course, I'm going to stop. And after I go through of everybody that's had a big part of my life, I'm going to give a little props to the new group that I joined. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I'm at now, too. You know, you guys, mm -hmm. everybody, everybody has had a big, everybody's either a lesson or a bl blessing. When it's come to podcasting, I only had one lesson, and I'll leave their names out of my mouth. I understand that. 
that's awesome. We're excited because I know Scott and I have both talked about we're going to be popping on the show on Monday because we are here to support you as well and see you grow and see all of us grow. Let's face it. This is this is a new industry that a lot of people well, not as new because like you said, you're having your two year anniversary. But 10 years ago, you wouldn't have you didn't know what we none of us knew what podcasting or you know, coming on here and broadcasting is. So it's an industry that's growing by leaps and bounds. And we love supporting you because you support us. So it's a win-win situation. So everybody catch us on Monday night at what time? 9.30. Um, like I said, I'm going to bring in the people that started mm-hmm. me off first. I'll send the invites out all at 9.30. There's going to be a lot of people in that green room, they call it, for backstage because uh, I've got a list of about 20 people that want to come on and talk. So I'm going to take, bring them in the order of importance. You know, Detroit Lions mm-hmm. up Powell because that's where I got my smoking Jeremy B nickname yep. I, and where I got my start in podcasting. And mm-hmm. it literally, it's because Jim Bordeaux joined my Facebook page right after we hired Dan Campbell. and. This is before I even knew you guys existed. Mm-hmm. I used to do every Monday just a a live video chat right there on the page so fans could talk football. And everybody's like, man, you have a lot of knowledge. Were you a coach? Were you this? Were you that? And I was like, no, I'm just a guy that loves the game. Mm-hmm. And then Jim came on one time and he goes, I want you as a guest on my podcast on Free For All Friday. Normally, I have just podcasters and not your average fan. He goes, you're not the average fan. There you go. I've heard you spout off stats. I think you. I think I've forgotten less information than you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and rest, well, in heaven. rest in heaven, Jim. We miss you. Oh, yes. Well, this has been a great episode of Fire Up, the Buzz in the Motor City. So on behalf of Smoking Jeremy B and I'm Candy, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Enjoy football today.